Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at CelebrationORL.org. Hey folks, welcome to After the Message. Uh, we hope that you're having a good day wherever you are, in your car, um, at home, whatever you're doing. Uh, if you have stumbled upon this podcast, this is the Celebration Orlando podcast, our church here uh, in Orlando. And this is a segment on the podcast called After the Message, and it's pretty simple. We talk about the previous week's sermon and just kind of continue that conversation. And we hope it encourages you to do the same thing in your circles, in your community. Today, I am joined by... Miss Denira Pittman, how hey, are everyone. you? Doing good, how are you? Doing well, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, first of all, let's let's talk a little bit about, about school. We were talking about it off mm-hmm. air. Why don't you tell the people kind of what you're continuing on in and, and what, you're, what you're doing and how that's going for everybody. Yeah, so I am getting my second bachelor's degree in political science. Um, I got my first degree in uh, ministerial leadership, so it's a big jump (laughs) and different. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really just felt like over the past summer, God leading me in this direction. And I'm just hoping that with this degree that I'm just able just to bridge the gap between um, the church and outside the church um, through like nonprofit organizations Mm -hmm. just to help people in need. So. This series has been really cool. First of all, uh, Pastor Keith's feeling better, which is great. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, our pastor uh, had COVID and it, you know, took a toll on him there for a couple Mm -hmm. weeks, but he's recovering, getting his strength back, feeling good. Um, But we've had the opportunity to hear from a lot of people in the Celebration family. Um, And, you know, obviously with travel restrictions and stuff in the previous year and, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, it's nice to be able to do that again and, and hear from people. So, um, what's kind of been, what's kind of been for you, what stood out to you the most, I guess, about this series, do you think? Yeah, I would probably say this past Sunday because two Sundays I was out. Okay. Um, but this past Sunday just really stuck out to me of just being really intentional about being led by the spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like I am, for the most part, led by the Spirit because I I rely like on discernment and just waiting on the Lord to mm. make a decision. But it was just a good reminder and good refresher. Like, okay, in my everyday, day-to-day life, when I wake up in the morning, am I intentionally mm-hmm. allowing the Spirit to lead me and guide me before I get caught up in the busyness in life and things like that? So yeah. I think this message from this past Sunday, I really stuck with me yeah um do you have like a we've heard you know some of the pastor clay you know mentioned his rhythm a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago like do you have a rhythm do you try different things like what what's kind of been for you when you're talking to god through the holy spirit what's what's kind of that what does that look like for you i guess yeah um when i wake up in the morning i say thank you lord for allowing me to see another day Mm -hmm. that's the first thing i say Mm -hmm. i think i got that from my grandma she's always said that um but that's something that I've said and then um and then like on the way to work I always listen to worship music first I just have to 
I do listen to like a little bit of rap at the gym, <laughs> but um, I it's just like background noise for me. Sure. I just need that energy. Yeah. But like on the way to work, I always listen hmm. um, to worship music. It just it just set, my day is different if I don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I do. And then when I get to work, I just start journaling a little bit and hmm. just kind of take my time to just be led by the Lord and whatever he wants to talk to me. I start journaling and then I'll just open up scripture and Mm -hmm. start jotting notes down. Yeah. Have you learned anything, you know, with your personal relationship with God? Like how, how has that, I guess, developed like from day one, you know, with you following Jesus? I mean, you're in the home of a pastor, so, you know, it's a little bit different and I'm a PK, so I understand that. But, but as I got older and, um, as I started to, to really understand what it looks like to pursue God for myself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how has that developed for you? Because I know there's a lot of people out there who are wondering, um, man, this person seems so spiritual, mm-hmm. you know, and Pastor yeah. Carlos kind of t- touched on that a little bit about, um, exercising that muscle, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and so you obviously have a routine now, mm-hmm. but how did that develop? Yeah. In the beginning, I... I think I was overthinking it. Hmm. I thought that God was actually going to like speak to me audibly. Like, and he may do that for some people, but I've just haven't had that experience. So it took me like, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm hearing God. Hmm. And then I would, if something would come up and, or to make a decision in my life. Cause when I started following Christ was entering into my freshman year of high school. Um, I've always, obviously I grew up as a, pk but like actually making the decision of i'm going to have a personal relationship with god Mm -hmm. um that was entering into my um, freshman year of high school and so um yeah it was really hard transition into like okay like i'm i'm not hearing god speak like how Mm. do what are these speakers talking about about like hearing the voice of god um but i just knew like in moments where it's like okay like I feel like I, I'm supposed to do this mm-hmm. or for, I feel like the Lord is telling me this. Mm-hmm. And then seeing that like kind of manifest, I was like, okay, this is how the Lord speaks to mm. me. And also through like, um, dreams as well. I really, I get really, really, <laughs> I have the craziest dreams. You remember, <laughs> like you remember dreams when you wake up, you remember what yeah. they were. They're, they're vivid. Yeah. Okay. They're more vivid when I'm fasting. So I need to do that more often. Wow. Um, but they're very, very vivid. And I, I dream every single night. Um, hmm. It's super, super insane. So I'll have dreams and then I'll go to my dad. I'm like, hey, I had this dream. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Lord maybe tried to tell me this. And then he'll try to kind of like interpret it. Or, or I might talk to um, a close friend of mine's mom. She's really good at interpreting dreams. Hmm. So that's been kind of helping me over the years of really trying to hear the Do you have any voice. examples? Like, can you share anything like would you be comfortable sharing anything maybe yeah. or I'm trying to think I have the worst memory. That's okay. <laughs> so when I wake up, I literally have to, I grab Jot my journal and I have to write it down yeah. because I, I will forget it. Yeah. Um, cause I can be skeptical, skeptical about this stuff. For you sure. know what I mean? So it yeah. can be, it can be, especially for other people too. I'm sure it can be helpful, but I don't mean to put you on the spot with that. But. Yeah. It's not like I'm seeing like Jesus or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. I just want to clarify. It's more like, it's a situation or a circumstance mm-hmm. or it can be like Caleb and I were walking down the street and we saw like this figure and mm-hmm. it was trying to attack us. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Like things like that. Yeah. For example, it's not um, like, okay, yeah, like I had a 
Jesus is speaking to me. And so it's moment. almost like parables, like yes. how Jesus spoke in story yes. and used allegory and metaphor yes. and, and a lot. And it's almost like, man, what was the lesson that I learned about that? Am, yeah. I, am I on the right track? Yes. Okay, cool. Exactly. So yeah. sorry. I wish I had my journal in front of me no, so I no, could it's fine. flip through some examples. But yeah, that's kind of pretty much it. It's like a big picture. And I'm like, okay, for where I'm at in my seasonal life, what is God trying to like, is there things I should be aware of? Are mm. there voices that I'm allowing into my life that shouldn't be having a voice into my life it's like mm. things like that yeah that's i hope that adds clarity it does for sure <laughs> it does for sure and it's funny because uh my wife always is telling me like you got to hear this dream i had and it's not mm-hmm. like in the morning it's whenever we get home from work <laughs> yeah. and we see each other like maybe sometimes for the first time in the day and she's like last night i had this dream i'm like how in the world yeah. did you remember <laughs> that from last night for me i'd wake up and i have no idea what happened so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy yeah um towards kind of towards the beginning of uh pastor first of all pastor carlos it was great to see him it was great Mm -hmm. to like meet him you know i know him obviously he's at our amelia island he's the pastor there at that campus or location and uh, i had met him a couple times before but to actually uh, sit down with him Mm -hmm. and, and talk to him and stuff was pretty cool but um he uh he had a great great perspective on on what we were talking about and we're in this series called god the spirit and and towards the beginning of it he was saying that um he would kind of ask the question, like, why does everyone have a different opinion mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit? And, you know, I've shared it on on the podcast before, but I grew up in a pretty traditional, you know, fundamentalist yeah. background. So to me, when I came to Celebration Church seven years ago, learning about who the Holy Spirit was and continuing to learn in that has been eye opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been challenging, yeah. uh, confusing at mm-hmm. times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. Uh, I don't know, I know a little bit about your background, but, mm-hmm. but kind of talk a little bit about your coming up in the church and what your experience was like with other people mm-hmm. in, con- in, in, uh, in conjunction with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, um, so growing up when we did live in Delaware, um, the church that we went to was more like of Assemblies of God. Okay. But it was the church service where it started like at, seven or eight and we didn't leave to like three nice um and I was so young like I I couldn't have been more than like five years old but like mm. I remember it so vividly there was red chairs like I can I could paint a picture of what it looks like yep. I just remember being there just like all day long um and yeah people would just be running around the sanctuary <laughs> shouting yelling it was just normal like my brother Keith and I would just try to like position ourselves to just sleep on one another like it was just like I wasn't I wasn't there I was there but I wasn't like actually there yeah um and so then eventually we went to um when we moved to Florida um we came to celebration where it was at Midtown at the time Mm -hmm. and um it was definitely different from the previous um culture that we came from um, but I love that we got out in like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I get to enjoy the rest of my Sunday. Like, you know, it's like my weekend as a kid. Yeah. Like, I don't want my whole Sunday to be at church. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I loved it. And then um, even back at Midtown at the time, I forgot what it was called, but Friday nights, they would kind of have like Holy Spirit filled nights. Hmm. It was kind of like a worship night. Yeah, um, yeah. And then some people receive like the gifts of the Spirit and things like that, but... Yeah, that's pretty much my background. Mm. Did, have you had a specific encounter with a baptism of the Holy Spirit, or has yours been like a gradual kind of process? 
it's been a gradual yeah um because i didn't get my prayer language until i was um i think maybe 19 Mm -hmm. um even though i've been in church i've been at retreats and like have felt like the holy spirit present but Mm -hmm. i didn't get it because i i'm an overthinker Mm -hmm. i overthink everything i'm constantly like analyzing just whatever it is i i've grown since then but like i've that's just like my natural tendency and so i remember um when i was in the i was in celebration college at the time and um pastor stovall was just like hey like we just need to pray over this thing and um if you have the gift of speaking in tongues do it and then he was like and even if you don't know how to do it just do it anyways Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and like that's literally how i got my prayer language which Mm. was just so and it was just so like i was like okay like this is Hmm. i'm gonna try like i didn't know what to do and so that was kind of like my experience it was you just never know what's going to happen like for caleb he got it at um how caleb's my younger brother but Mm -hmm. he got it and he was like maybe 10 Hmm. or 11 so you just never know and it's really hard not to compare right um i was like dang like my little brother really got his before me that's so insane but you know the spirit just he just moves upon you and Mm. it's just really have to have that open heart and that open hand and try to not kind of like what pastor carlos was speaking about like deconstructing like the weirdness of the holy spirit you know like i because i just because i'd grown up in that environment i'm like okay like do i have to like i went back and forth with like my um one of my professors i was like do i in order to be a christian do i really have to speak in tongues or Mm -hmm. do other things in the gifts of spirit Mm -hmm. like i would have these like these conversations because i would be in environments and i would try to get it Mm -hmm. um but yeah just for clarity you don't have to be (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to um have that gift in order to be a christian (laughs) but i those are things i was like wrestling with Mm because i'm like i'm i'm doing i feel like i'm doing all i can to pray for it and ask for it and the bible say to pray and ask for these things so yeah i'm not sure if that answered the question no it does for sure (laughs) um what uh what would you say to someone who uh or how would you encourage someone who does seem frustrated like Mm -hmm. i don't feel like i am operating in the giftings or i don't feel like i've been given a gift you know what i mean what 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 would you say to someone how would you encourage them in that um i would say first and foremost and it's kind of I don't know, but just take it to the Lord um, first and try to to give those grievances to him hmm. because you don't want that to come out in other areas. Like if you're serving somewhere or being part of, being part of the ministry and doing different things, you don't want kind of like that bitterness to kind of come from your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I would say to also take the pressure off of yourself hmm. um, because this is not something to be done in like your own strength. Like right. it's something that has to be totally dependent and reliant on um the spirit and just to continue to encourage yourself in scripture and to reach out to um a pastor or someone on our staff and Mm. they we would be able to just help you and walk you through this process and just just encourage you yeah um but yeah just try not to overthink it nothing's wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) um because it took me forever and um I was just like, wow, like I'm really a pastor's kid and I haven't <laughs> received this. It's like this pressure that we put on ourselves sure. that we, it doesn't need to be there. Sure. Yeah. And, and if you look at the 
if you look at the original design, you know, what's what's the gifting for in the first mm-hmm. place? You know, yes, it, it can benefit you, but it's actually to lift up the yeah, church, others. to edify others, yeah. and, and to you know to be to be a gift for the rest of the church and yeah. not just yourself. So I think a lot sure. of times we can look inwardly and kind of mm-hmm. like you said, we can say got to be something wrong with me or, yeah. or something of that nature. Um, if you feel frustrated, but, um, that's great. Great advice. Great encouragement. Do it. Don't do it alone. You yes. know, don't go at it alone. Cause I, I held it in cause mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want anyone to, it's just awful mm-hmm. <laughs> for the PKs out there and staff kids. I feel for you. Like just don't do it alone. Cause I just, I held that in for 19 years for what reason? Like mm-hmm. I could have brought that to other people and have them get involved into it. So mm. please don't do it alone. Maybe we should start a pastor's kid like, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, what, what would you call it? Like some sort of group or something like th- therapeutic where, Therapy, yeah. you know, where pastor's kids could come even anonymously if you yeah. want. You know, it's just a, anyways, um, one, one really cool thing, uh, I think the biggest thing that's jumped out to me, let me go, let me say this first. The biggest thing that jumped out to me through this entire series is a lot of the pastors have been saying the same thing mm-hmm. and unintentionally have yeah. been saying the same thing because if you know anything about preparing a message, you're usually trying to do it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So even if you were to say, well, they probably watched the other person's message. Yeah. And first of all, you probably don't want to repeat what another mm-hmm. pastor has already said. Yeah, <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? But they've all, they've all been saying the same thing. And to me, that's just a, a, a tribute to the Holy spirit yeah. <laughs> within this mm-hmm. teaching series, because, it's not it's not like different interpretations of who God is and yeah. how he and how he acts and the way that he's ordained us and all that stuff. So that's been that's been amazing to me is to hear uh, from different communicators and teachers, you know, similar teachings. Um, but uh, one of the really cool things that unique things that I think Pastor Carlos said that I can totally relate to growing up is. Uh, the Holy Spirit's not just there to sit in your soul. Mm-hmm. Man, that is my upbringing to a T, I feel like. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I'm so thankful that I was born in a Christian home yeah. and I was raised in the church. And I, you know, I'm very fortunate to have, have grown up that way. Uh, but it's only that that upbringing only brought me so far mm-hmm. just because it was like, well, God lives on the inside of me and that's pretty much it. Yeah. What's the, okay, well, what's the manifestation of that? Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily some supernatural gift, but yeah. fruits of the spirit and things of mm-hmm. that nature. So I don't know. Uh, that just really stuck out to me. Like, no, God, the Holy Spirit is here to enable you mm-hmm. to, like you mentioned earlier, uh, live out your daily life and yeah. what seems to be menial task, you mm-hmm. know, because you never know what that could be for someone else. Right. For sure. So, um, another great thing that, that he really touched on and he kind of compared it to, uh, you know, physical exercise, but Mm -hmm. spiritually he's like, you know, you're technically born with the same Mm -hmm. amount of muscle as everybody else, but you know, you have to exercise that in order for it to grow and to be stronger. So I love that analogy. It was really good. And, and it kind of got me thinking like, man, what am I doing 
what how am i exercising that mm-hmm. part of my life yeah. what about you what would you say like how do you how do you exercise that in, in your life um yeah i think it's just that that discernment um sometimes the lord will just place people in my heart hmm. and i'm like okay like yeah i'll reach out to them and few days or something <laughs> because of everything else I have going on yeah and I'm like okay no if the Lord's placing someone on my heart then it's for a reason mm-hmm. the Lord's telling me to go in this direction it's for a reason mm-hmm. um and so I think it's just that daily practice and make sure I'm being just making sure I I'm allowing and creating space for him to like speak to me mm-hmm. and that I'm just being open because I just I don't want to be overly just distracted. Um, so then I can't hear the voice of the spirit. And then you just, I feel like sometimes when I'm distracted, I like, I just have hear confl- conflicting voices. Mm, yeah. Um, so it's like, Oh man, like I'm, why am I in this mood? And I'm like, mm, I haven't done my diva today yet. Mm. That's probably why, mm. you know? Yeah. So um, I think it's that um, the sanctification, like just make sure I am, growing and I'm wrestling with the things of God and making sure I'm just progressing forward into um, just getting aligned to more of his will and being obedient. Yeah. That's one thing that's hard for me is, is this my voice Mm -hmm. or is this something that I've heard? You know what I mean? Like, how do I... How do I begin to understand what's my voice? Because sometimes I want my voice to be God's voice. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that sounds nice, mm-hmm. but like how do how do people begin to to distinguish the two? Like your inner voice, like man, I really think God's telling me this. When in reality, it may just be you wanting it. Do mm-hmm. you get what I mean? For sure. Yeah, I think if it's like for me personally, if it's super self centered, then it's not. Hmm. Um, it's not of Him. Hmm. Just for me personally, like if it's serving or doing something out of my schedule because i am very scheduled and regimented mm-hmm. um if it's doing something out of what i would want to do mm. if i'm like at home and the lord is like okay you should probably get coffee with that person i'm like oh my gosh this is my only rest day like mm. you know like doing things like that that's how i know like okay like this is probably the lord yeah in some instances that's yeah. just how it's been for me yeah absolutely I can relate to that. I think, too, um, one of the ways that I would describe maturing in the Christian life, or I guess advice that I would give people is um, begin to get comfortable with discomfort. Yeah. Um, Begin to uh, be okay with being disrupted, you Mm -hmm. know, and and being disturbed a little bit. Um, especially if you read scripture, Mm -hmm. um, through the, you know, with the Holy spirit guiding you, um, there are definitely going to be more times than not, you will be disrupted and disturbed than you. I mean, not to say that you're not encouraged. Obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. the Holy spirit's a comforter and a helper and a friend, but, um, it'll point out, It'll point out the stuff you don't necessarily want to look at. I don't yeah. know if you've experienced that as well. Yeah, for sure. Especially when he wakes you up at, at like 3 a.m. Hmm. It's like, wow, you're just not letting me go to sleep. <laughs> okay, let me open up scripture. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you wanted to tell me. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I'm going to go back to bed now. But yeah. um, <clears throat> Pastor Carlos kind of mentioned how the modern day church has 
the benchmark for church has been attendance mm-hmm. or the benchmark for church has been who's communicating or the yep. benchmark for church has been how are you operating, you know, and as opposed to are you being spirit led, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and first of all, being spirit led, in my opinion, and I think this lines up with scripture, but it, there's a it's not ambiguous, you know, it's mm-hmm. not. It's not a free-for-all, okay? And I think a lot of times we use the term, you know, I think God said or the Spirit's leading, and and it's it's out of line. It's out of order. It's it's chaotic a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So we apologize if anybody's ever (laughs) experienced any of that. But but I think that was a really great point is – he was he was just saying like wh- why don't we start to have the benchmark of of what God is leading you to do through His Spirit, mm-hmm. um, and and does your church operate that way? Yeah. You know, um, are your toes getting stepped on? You know, because <laughs> if they're not, you may be in the wrong place. You know, yeah. if you're always walking away like, um, again, not to be not that you're just getting beat up every week, mm-hmm. but if you're not being disrupted a little yeah. bit, if you're not causing things to come into question about your life, you yeah. know, uh, I don't know how, how you feel about that. I know definitely yeah. cause you work with the next generation, mm-hmm. you work with youth and stuff and they're definitely told they're a little bit more coddled, I think than any mm-hmm. generation before. So I don't know if you've had to explain that to younger generations or not, but what, what do you usually say when it comes to those types of things? Yeah. Um, it's it's really hard because mm. you know in this in this generation now it's hard to say anything without it feeling like judgment even mm. though when you're not trying to be even when you're not being judgmental it still is like okay well you're not just loving me for who I am and it's mm. not like we're not loving you for who you are we just believe that the Lord has better for you yeah if that makes sense so yeah. it's just been having to have those conversations it's better to have them in person than over text because it does not (laughs) translate well with um the youth but yeah it's just it's it's really hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm i'm still trying to figure out gen z even though i'm technically a part of gen z are you technically i feel like i identify with the millennial okay (laughs) i really is that the next step because i think i'm a millennial yeah you're a millennial okay and Um, then the next one's gen z yeah okay I'm on like the higher end, so I'm like okay. the oldest of it, and I'm like, I don't really get you guys to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> some things I do, but yeah. and some other things I don't. But yeah, with this generation, it's just super hard because um, we're we're seeing like as generations going on, the youth are stepping stepping away more from the faith, and so I've just been trying to figure out like what is my role, hmm. like how do I love people well, but also guiding them to truth Mm -hmm. because I don't want to just get so caught up in grace that we miss out on the truth because Jesus was very direct about yes um he was very direct about certain things and so it's just I don't know it's managing the tension because I just want to love students well and I just want to be um the person that I didn't have when I was younger Mm. so yeah I don't know if that answered the question it does (laughs) I mean do you think that I feel like uh, society is is constantly a pendulum swing, Mm -hmm. you know. So do you think that perhaps um, 
the church or Christianity has like dug a hole in a sense, you know what I mean? That now we're, we're trying to get out of because we've been hyper-focused on the wrong things maybe. Yes, I agree. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, how, how do we, in your estimation, how do, how do we do it correctly? Like how do we not go to the, uh, to the other extreme? Yeah. How do we sure. balance out? I think we have to, the church has to set the standard. Um, and so I feel like sometimes we have let society like set the standard on what we communicate or preach to students. But I also feel like we, like the capital C church, we have gotten too caught up in society as well. So mm-hmm. we're preaching things from platform that necessarily need to be preached, like politics, like preaching what we feel should mm-hmm. be what we feel aligns with God's will. Okay. And I don't I don't know I don't think that necessarily is is like, you know, healthy in sure. helping like people who are broken and hurting cuz it's just projecting things like that, it can just be super harmful or it can feel like judgment and mm-hmm. condemnation and things like that. And so there has to be a middle ground of you know, the church is the standard because, I mean, the world looks to the church um, for things. But I also believe that we can't keep, just can't keep preaching the world to people. Beating around the bush? Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. What What are some of the things that, and I may have even asked you this on the last time you were on, but what are the, some, some of the things moving forward for the church that, you believe that we can see or maybe things that you're praying that we will see, you know, and how, how the church operates, you know, moving forward, especially coming out of uh, what was 2020, yeah. you know, so, and, and maybe some lessons that the church uh, worldwide has learned and what, what, are, what brings you hope? Um, I guess what brings me hope is just communicating with, um, a lot of the people in our communities mm-hmm. and seeing how we're um I'm not trying to say this pridefully but like how we're actually like making a difference in people's lives um at a local scale that's just been a super like a s- huge encouragement for me personally mm-hmm. um I also um I I'm hoping and I'm praying that the church becomes more honest mm. and more vulnerable mm. um to just some of the, I don't know, I'm trying to filter my words. You're fine. <laughs> just being more um, vulnerable with um, the congregation mm. and just being able to have open conversations and dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think that when we don't have that, it can create mistrust mm-hmm. and it can create um, people kind of like not feeling like they can. Um, either kind of like speak to things or feeling like they have like a relationship with um, just people in the church, the church in general, or God too, just based on how things can appear Mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Do you think, do you think there are other settings beside a Sunday that are more conducive to that? And if so, what what do those look like you know like, yeah do you think it's around it's at home it's in homes or it's in 
you know, maybe groups or prayer meeting. I, I, you know, I don't know what everyone's church background is and stuff, but um, it can't just be a Sunday, For right? For sure, 100%. I think it's in groups. I think it's in community. Mm-hmm. I think it's connecting um, with people who are, I don't want to say high up in leadership, but just yeah. people who are able to, like, lead you forward. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes... Um, having an outside perspective into things um, doesn't make you it doesn't like I'm trying to put into words but it doesn't give the context that's needed Hmm. Um, so I think sometimes having like an inward perspective to things and kind of bridging the gap that way Mm -hmm. um, allows a lot of you know like grace and just open dialogue and all that kind of stuff so I for sure don't think all this can happen on a Sunday. We don't have enough time. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's really just. Well, like you ha- did at your old church in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but like truly sitting down with people, having a conversation, getting dinner with them, mm-hmm. groups and community, that's going to be like your biggest friend into getting some of that vulnerability and bridging, bridging um, relationships. Yeah. Do you think there's a hunger for that out in the world? right now Mm -hmm. or do you think people are okay with kind of their own bubble because i can see how you could say both sides you know maybe there's a hunger for it but we've lost touch so much that Mm -hmm. we don't know how to get there yeah or maybe it's just like i'm content with my netflix and my Mm -hmm. uber eats does that make sense yeah i think it's i think people try to search for another things Mm. and so i think people try to just search for that piece search for whatever it is, which is, it's obviously like God and the Holy Spirit and um, just Jesus speaking to you or fulfilling you. But I think a lot of times people try to just fill their hearts and their souls with just things that aren't of God, thinking it can replace him or Mm -hmm. give that satisfaction because we can't see, you know, the Lord. People try to gravitate to things that they can see and to fill their souls. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, I think there's a tension in the middle between mm-hmm. it because I feel like people are like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just content in doing what I'm doing. But mm. we shouldn't necessarily be comfortable yeah. in what we're doing for the kingdom. So, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, whenever Pastor Keith prays before he continues on in his message, he always says, uh, mm-hmm. give us uh, eyes that we can see you, mm-hmm. ears that we can hear you. You know, so yeah. uh, I think that's that's definitely profound to to think about like not being able to see in physical form but mm-hmm. god granting you the ability to see spiritually you know yeah. in, in, a, in a sense so um i know you're you're a, a reader right mm-hmm. i'm correct in that right yeah i haven't been doing that good of a job because i've been okay. in school are you reading reading. anything right now um or what's the last thing that you read i've been reading this book for like the past three months that's fine but it's it's a really good book I might start it over because I just want to have it fully into my yep. system. But it's called The Best Yes by Lisa Turkers. Um, it's so good mm. for those who are overthinkers like mm. me <laughs> because I just want to make the best decisions that align with God's will. Like mm. looking at my old journals, I'd be like, Lord, like what's what's on your will for me today? Like it was just <laughs> super intense. And I was like, it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be like that. Like my tattoo says, let it happen. Mm-hmm. And I got it because I was just so fearful of stepping out and doing anything. Mm. I wouldn't do anything 
oh my gosh, I'm not going to get emotional. But I wouldn't do anything because I just didn't want to like be within like the will of God or I don't want to make mistakes or things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be that way. Just take the pressure off. If you do make like a mistake, it's a lesson learned. And every mistake I've made in the past has just been able to allow me to help people now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What uh, what 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 brought you out of that? Was it just continually like having to learn lessons, or was there was there a moment where you're like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, there was like, I I don't remember the moment, but I was just like, I can't live my life like this. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't live my life in fear. Yeah, like I'm I'm not really enjoying my life right now, and I'm not doing things out of fear, and so it's just just overcoming that fear I really really struggle with it and it was something I had to bring before the Lord daily Mm. so speaking of lessons what what's maybe something that God's been trying to teach you right now Mm. maybe the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you or maybe you're not sure the whole story of it yet but you're getting bits and pieces maybe what's what's De Niro walking walking (laughs) through that that God's teaching um that I can't do everything in my own strength. I can't do it all on my own. Mm. Um, and so sometimes I just like to do things. I just like to do things on my own. Like I just like to do whatever I'm doing without the help of people mm-hmm. because I just don't want to, I don't know. Like I just, I don't know where it comes from, but I just don't want to appear as weak. Mm. Like I'm like, no, I'm strong. I yep. can do it. I can, I got it all on my own. Um, but it's just not realistic yeah. and it's exhausting. Like it's exhausting to try to carry all that I'm carrying like on my own. It's it's just, and it's also not healthy. Like it just gets in the way of, you know, hearing from the Lord and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I'm learning to be more reliant on people and being more open about that, which is super hard. <laughs> so I think that's going back to, you know, the beginning of the discussion, it's, it's one of those voices mm-hmm. that creep in sometimes, you know, and we don't even realize that we're listening to it yeah. because I, th- I, th- I definitely think that's one of the, that's one of the tools that the world uses. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you hear it all the time. You were talking about rap music, listening yeah. to in the gym, like self-made, you know, yeah. like I got here on my own. Mm-hmm. I didn't need nobody else, you know? Yeah. And, and so I, I, I definitely think that that's one of those voices that can creep in. And before you know it, you're looking back going, where is everybody? Yeah. Well, you kind of decided that you Pushed wanted to do it by away. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, thanks for coming on. I, for I, sure. I always enjoy talking to you, whether it's on After the Message or around the lunch table yeah. when you're bringing up, did you hear about this? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. Looking forward to the next one. Yes. Bye. Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at celebrationorl.org.